And indeed, we are uh, right back at it and glad to be here. Lior kicking off uh, 2019 in a huge way. But I'll tell you, I got on the computer today to uh, you know do a little prep and, and look at what we're going to be discussing about tonight, which is going to be uh, which is going to be huge to kick off the new year. So we invite you to stick around and call in. But in one day, I see that Mean Gene Oakland of the WWE, the famous announcer, you got him, you got Bob Einstein, who was Super Dave Osborne, and Marty Funkhauser from Curb Your Enthusiasm. And just moments ago, I saw that Captain Daryl Dragon from Captain and Tennille, the pop group in the 70s, have all passed away in one day. Can we slow 2019 down already and get some positivity happening here? I mean, this is crazy, man. How are you doing? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm doing okay. You know, it's uh, it's uh, definitely uh, some... Uh, Big losses already, but hopefully uh, yeah. we're on for uh, a good rest of 2019. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, definitely started off uh, with a bang, that's for sure. Yeah, you got some uh, you got some big stuff you want to talk about. Normally, we do the week that was. We're going to do the year that was. So, what's uh, going on in your corner? Well, you know, John, it's uh, our first show here of 2019, and we're all ready and revved up and ready to go. And talking about employment law and workplace rights, as as we do every time, every week. So, if you haven't heard the show, well, today's certainly a good time to start, and hopefully, a good time for you to call with your questions, your concerns, your issues about employment law, your job, workplace rights. All of that. We cover that every show here on the air. So don't hesitate. Uh, there's no bad questions. There's only answers and solutions and figuring things out. But let me tell you, John, about a couple of mm-hmm. cases that, that stood out in my mind um, from you know the, the hundreds and hundreds of matters that I uh, dealt with in 2018. And you know, I, I do have the privilege and the honor to speak with people every day and, and to handle cases and to manage my team that handles cases. So I see all kinds of situations. But you know, a couple of situations really stood out. Uh, one of them actually just kind of came to a head earlier today. But before we get to that, let me tell you about a, a case that uh, kind of brings a smile to my face when I think about 2018. Started off with a simple enough matter. A gentleman called me. He worked in a, in a plant. He was let go and uh, was offered very bad severance. You know, he'd been there for 10 years. He was offered uh, uh, 10 weeks of pay or 11 weeks of pay. Very bad. Uh, so it was my job to help him get the 12 months or so pay that he was owed. No problem. But in talking to him, he also realized that this company he was working for never paid overtime. And he was owed significant overtime. So he'd regularly work 45, 50, even 60 hours a week, never got paid wow. a dime in overtime, just the way things were in that company. Uh, so uh, I actually was able to negotiate with the company, got him good severance, and also got him uh, two years back pay in overtime because guess what? They had to pay it. Well, so I thought that case was done, except uh, I get a call from this gentleman afterwards saying that he's spoken with his colleagues and they all want to pursue overtime because no one at that company was getting paid overtime. So I said, okay, have him reach out to me. Uh, and after a couple of days, I hadn't heard from him. But I thought, okay, maybe they don't want to pursue it. But he did call me and say, here's what happened. Uh, these employees went to the company and they said, we're about to hire Lior to help us get overtime. Well, wouldn't you know it, the company goes to them and says, no, 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 you don't need to do that. We'll pay you overtime going forward huh. and we'll pay you retroactive overtime. Just don't hire Lior. Uh, so that matter got resolved, and I got a, a very nice uh, uh, thank you note from uh, from a few employees afterwards. A, a case that I resolved without actually having to do anything, without being involved. Uh, I guess it was just the fear of Lior that somehow uh, resolved this issue, and these folks thankfully got the overtime that they owed. So remember, of course, if you work more than 44 hours a week, you get overtime, salary, 
hourly just the same you have to get paid the company doesn't get to say that they don't pay it time and a half after 44 hours john and i always kind of made me laugh to think that uh, you know there's another 12 or 15 people there that got paid overtime uh, just by mentioning my name without me having right. to do anything Hey, you're pulling out the big guns. It was good on them, so there you go. Uh, by the way, the phone lines are open. You have questions, comments for the remainder of the hour. We'd love to talk to you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and 1-888-225-TALK. That is toll-free. What else is going on? I know you want to talk about it. I do. So uh, some people may have read in the news today and, and uh, heard even actually right here on 640 before we got on air in the news about a decision from the Court of Appeal on uh, the Uber case. So okay. as our regular listeners know I've started a class action on behalf of Uber, Uber drivers alleging that Uber uh, the drivers were in fact employees in the eyes of the law and because of that they have the rights of all employees overtime vacation pay holiday pay etc 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 well Uber had brought a motion initially to say that the, the lawsuit cannot continue because of the fact that when the drivers signed on with Uber, they signed an agreement that says that any problems you have, you have to take it to the Netherlands to an arbitration. So nice. Uber said, well, wait a second. You can't actually pursue this in court. You have to go to the Netherlands. And, of course, that's ridiculous because no driver would actually go to the Netherlands. Well, this case made it all the way to the Court of Appeal, this issue of whether or not these employees are required to go to the Netherlands. And we got the decision today, actually, earlier this morning, uh, mm -hmm. where the Court of Appeal agreed with us. We won the case on the basis that, no, the employees are not bound to go to the Netherlands. That contract that they signed, the one that says you have to go to the Netherlands and you have to arbitrate there and you can't uh, use Ontario laws, is of no force in effect. You cannot prevent someone from pursuing their legal rights in Ontario. Right. Now, this is a reminder for everyone out there. We have good laws here in this province, laws that protect employees. And an employer, a company, doesn't matter how big they are, how strong they are, how much money they have, they cannot get rid of those rights. They cannot make you give them up, all right? And when a company comes here from a foreign jurisdiction, they can't say, oh, we don't like Ontario laws. Ontario laws are too good for employees. We're going to make the laws of a different jurisdiction apply. It doesn't work that way. If you want to work in Ontario, if you want to employ people, if you want to operate in Ontario, you have to abide by Ontario law. You have to play the play the, the by the same rules as everyone else. So there's a reminder there for employees and employers that you have to play fair. You have to be reasonable. Ontario laws are good. You have to use them. And if you're ever in a situation when you you're an employee and you feel that your employer is taking away rights that you have call me. I'm sure there's a solution. Uh, you have significant and excellent rights here in Ontario. So now this uh, decision, this favorable decision by the Court of Appeal, now that kicks the door open for you to pursue the rights of these drivers even further, right? Exactly. Now that nice. we're allowed to continue with right. the, with the uh, case, now that we're allowed to continue with the class action, we're going to proceed forward with the case and hopefully be able to convince the court that, yes, these people, in fact, are employees in the eyes of the law. They're not independent contractors. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they have significant entitlements owed to them. They have significant rights. We've talked about this topic on the show before, John, many times, the difference between employees and independent contractors, the fact that many people get misclassified. It is our position that Uber drivers are also misclassified. Uber refers to them as independent contractors, but they're not really. So uh, we're, we're here to try to make that right for Uber drivers, for everyone else working in Ontario, and uh, I do believe we'll be successful. 
Fantastic stuff, and I know we'll keep you uh, keep you abreast of the situation. If you're a listener and you're curious about how this case proceeds, we'll uh, we'll get to it as as Lior gets to it. Again, reminder: four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell one triple eight two two five. Talk that number is toll free. Um, let's. Uh, what do you say we uh, we go on with our discussion? I guess the last live show we did here before the break, and that was talking about um, being let go from your job without realizing it, right? That, that's it. I mean, if, if you're let go in most cases, you're going to get a termination letter in front yep. of you and you're going to be looking at it and you're going to know you've been let go. Your boss is going to tell you you no longer have a job. And in fact, most terminations happen that way. But there are situations where the law considers you to be terminated and you may not realize it. You may not realize that you've been terminated. You may not realize that you have the rights to severance and termination pay. So we want to talk about those situations that do happen when you're let go in the eyes of the law, but you may not know it. Let's do a bit of a review. Uh, two situations where you can be let go without realizing it. Temporary layoffs, one, and changes to the terms of employment, right? Absolutely. So a temporary yeah. layoff, just to recap, is a termination. If your company puts you on a temporary layoff, in most cases, that is a termination. That means you don't have to accept it. You can treat your employment as being terminated, okay? So remember, temporary layoff, not legal. The same thing with the significant change to the terms of employment. We call that a constructive dismissal. Your salary being changed, your position being changed, your work location, responsibilities. Your employer doesn't have a right to do that. And if they do, if your employer does make a change like that, you may have the right to treat that as a termination. The law may consider that to be a constructive dismissal, Mm -hmm. which allows you to leave with your severance. Probably the most common situation where you're let go without actually being told you're let go. Now, the pitfalls or warning, if you do decide to go along with it and be, you know, the good soldier, as we often say on the show, what are the pitfalls of that? So oftentimes you may find out yourself in that situation. The company is imposing a change. Maybe they're changing your pay. And you say, yeah, I'll be the good soldier. I'll, I'll take one for the team. I'll, I'll accept yeah. that, that pay reduction. Uh, and hopefully that's that. Well, you know, that's, that's certainly very admirable. But here's the problem. The problem is that by doing that, you're giving the company the right to do it again. So you may think, I'll just take it this one time. I'll accept it this one time, this pay reduction, except it doesn't work that way. By doing it that one time, you may have just now given them the right to do it again, again, and again. And when they do it again, you may not have the ability to do anything about it. You may be stuck. So be very, very careful when you kind of take one for the team. It may be the better idea to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to open that door. I'm not going to give my employer the right to change my terms again in the future. I'm going to stand up for my rights, pursue it as a constructive dismissal, and, uh, and, and, and leave with my severance. Reminder, if you haven't caught it uh, yet, there is a 30-minute televised version basically of this show called Employment Hour at 30. That happens on the weekend mornings on Global TV and CTV. You want to tune in to, uh, to see us and talk about uh, these types of things we talk about and have been talking about for, I guess, into seven years now on the Employment Hour. Uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. This is a live show. The show is for you. You want to call in and talk to us. We'd love to talk to you. one 225 talk that number is toll-free. Without being uh, realizing it, rather, you have been let go from your job. How about this one? Put on an unpaid, unpaid suspension. Absolutely. An unpaid suspension is a very common situation where the law may be con- may consider you to have been terminated. Let- let's be very clear. An employer generally does not have a right to suspend someone without pay. Even if the employee did something wrong, okay, even if the employee does deserve some form of discipline, Mm -hmm. a suspension without pay usually is a constructive dismissal as well. 
your employer may be able to suspend you with pay, okay? But a suspension without pay is something that's not allowed. The, the exception generally to that would be a situation where you signed an employment agreement that says that your employer may suspend you uh, without pay for disciplinary reasons. If you haven't signed an agreement, then guess what? Most people have not signed anything like that. A suspension without pay is a termination. So what, but what happens then? Well, if you've been suspended without pay, you may have a choice to make. And that is uh, to accept it and wait and hopefully go back to work when that uh, suspension is over. And that's, that's fine. That's up to you. Or to treat that as a termination. I guess it all depends on how long the suspension is. If you've been suspended for one day, you may say, ah, forget it. I'll just go back to work. But if you've been suspended now for two weeks without pay, well, you may say, you know, enough is enough. I'm just going to leave. I'm going to get my severance. It's not something, John, that an employer is allowed to do. The law considers that to be a termination. Well, you know, a few moments ago, you mentioned that, uh, you know, when it comes to layoffs or change of location or if they're reducing your pay, you let them do that once. You've kicked the door wide open. How about that exact scenario? If you say, ah, oh, you know what, it was a one-day suspension, I'll suck it up and go back, uh, you know, Thursday. Now, does that does that mean they're now allowed to suspend you for another day, another 10 days, another 30 days? You know, Johnny, it's it's good that almost seven years kind of doing this show, something is finally sticking. Rubbed something off, right? Is finally. Uh, obviously, uh, catching on there. That's great. No, you're yeah. absolutely right, Johnny, because, right. yes, if you allow them to do that, you allow them to do that first suspension without pay, then you've arguably given the right to the company to do it yeah. again in the future, And except next time maybe it's not a day, maybe it's two days or ten days, etc. So be very, very careful with that. Be very careful anytime you set the precedent anytime you allow the company to do something for the first time. We're going to take a short break and back into more of this discussion and your phone calls as well. Ellen, I see you there. Hang on. We'll get to you and you as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. It's the Employment Hour right here on Global News Radio. You sure are. Uh, anytime you want to check what your severance should be, by the way, severancepaycalculator.com is the uh, website, the number to get a hold of Lior and his very capable crew, one 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com. Thanks for uh, for waiting, Ellen. We'll get to you our uh, first call of the evening. Hi, Ellen. Good evening. How are you? Good. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. So uh, what's going on in your world? Uh, my world is I had a big meeting today at work, and uh Basically, one position that I've had since I started, um, they're trying to change that position into a position I, that I've been helping out with for the last three or four years. But um, there, there was uh, two of us doing that one position that I was helping out with, and he's retired now. So I've been doing it full-time since June, and... I don't really want that position. It's just the onus is all on me and it's a lot of work. So we had a meeting today. So now they want me to be more in the position that I was helping out in and just helping the position that they hired me for. And I don't know if I should do that. And what's the main reason, Ellen, why you don't want to do that position that they, they want you to do? Because they're, they're not going to give me a raise for it. Um, they're basically just, they just put, put it on my shoulders and just never, um, basically said like, this is what you're going to be doing, but they've never, I just, I was helping out with it. I don't really want to do it. I just want to be in my old position. Like, you know what I mean? I I understand. If I change and say, okay, um, I'll do this and then just help out at my old position that it's 
just going to end up. Now, Ellen, are me. they are they asking you if you are willing to do it, or are they telling you you're going to be doing it? They asked me to do it. Okay, so but they, they kept I, on you're well me within. That, sorry, go ahead. They, like they kept, like when they hired me, they they hired me for a forty hour position, and the position that they hired me for, and I realized there wasn't forty hours work in there. But they did hire me for 40 hours work. So I've helped out in different positions, but now they want to change me to this position I've been helping out with now, and I don't want to do that. So I think as a first measure, you simply tell them, well, thanks, but no thanks. No, I, I want to be in the position that I was hired to do, the position I've been doing. I, I don't, I'm not interested in, in this other position. And that may be it. They may they may end right there, and they may find someone else to do it, or they may back off or hire someone, what have you. They're not so going to hire somebody. Okay, well, then, but to, to the extent that they've asked you, I think to the extent that you don't want to do it, as you've just told us, that should be your answer. Now, where it gets more interesting is if they say, well, too bad, we've decided that you're doing it. So we're no longer giving you an option. We're telling you that effective next week, you're in this other position. At that point, you actually may be able to treat this change, this new position, as a constructive dismissal. We Just we, what we were talking about before the break, a change mm -hmm. to position, a significant change, is a constructive dismissal. Now, I would want to have a chat with you off air to understand better how this new role is different than what you were doing, uh, the levels of responsibility, etc., but if it is, in fact, a significantly different position, that could be a constructive dismissal, which would give you the right to leave with severance. Ellen, how long have you worked there for? Um, well, so um, this this company here, 11 years, but they bought out my other company. I worked um, total 29 years. Wow. wow. Well, then you could easily be looking at two years' pay, Ellen. I mean, a significant amount here. Now, the problem you, you, you want to avoid is a situation where you accept this role and then you realize, holy cow, that was a big mistake. You don't want to do that. So to start off with, I would tell them very clearly. In fact, you may even want to send an email to that effect, a very nice email saying, you know, I appreciate you offering me this position, but I'm not interested. I want to continue doing the, my, my regular role. And if they back off, good. Life's good. You can continue working. If they don't okay. back off and if they insist you're going to do it anyway, I want you to give me a call right away. As soon as possible, we should talk about constructive dismissal. You could be owed as much as two years' pay. So it's a big deal. It has to be taken seriously, Ellen. So start off by telling them you're not interested. And then if they if they don't back off, if they insist, I want you to call me. Okay, because I, I told them I, I would think about it. But they said, well, there's there's not enough hours work in the job that you're doing now for 40 hours. So we don't understand why you can't do this other job. But... I'm just saying I really don't want it. Why then don't then you, you can say me, that. I asked them to let me go, and they just didn't say anything to that. Well, then, then if, you if can there's absolutely not enough hours for them. forty weeks, for forty weeks, then why don't you just let me go? Hmm. Because I'll tell you why. Because they don't want to pay you to your severance. <laughs> that, that's yeah. why they don't want to let you go. But it could be a situation where they don't have a choice. It could be a situation where the law comes in, the law jumps in and says, hey, guess what, company? Whether you want to or not, you're going to let her go. You're going to pay her that severance. So I want you to call me if it comes to that. If it comes to a situation where they're not backing off, but for now, you told them you're going to think about it. If you've made your mind, your mind up that you don't want to do this position, tell them that. Put that in writing. A short email does it. Very nice email. And beyond that, if they insist, give you a hard time, I want you to get on the phone uh, on the phone and call me. Okay, thank you. 
Thank you, Al. Appreciate that and that number. Keep it. Write it down. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Simply help at employmenthour dot com. See, that is key, right? Made the decision. Doesn't want to do it, but twenty nine year employee. I mean, yeah, that that's two years right between the eyes, man. <laughs> two years right between the eyes. Yes, yeah, that's two totally. years of severance. If, if she's been constructively dismissed, and if yeah. again, it's a I, I would want to know more about this role uh, and, and you know how different it is. But if it is in fact a different role, if it's a less favorable role, then absolutely, it's a constructive dismissal. She doesn't have to accept. And if they insist and they, they do it anyway, she gets her two year severance. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and one 225 talk That is toll-free, just like Ellen did. Simple to call in and uh, call us. It's a talk show. That's why we're here. Getting back to our discussion, though, about uh, being let go from your job without realizing it, another way is the company uh, you work for is being sold, right? Exactly. A sale of a, of a business. So let's be very clear. If your company that you work for is being sold, the law considers that to be a termination. So in every situation, you have the right to treat your sale of a business, the fact that the company that you work for is being sold to another as a termination. Now, that said, it doesn't necessarily mean that you would want to do that in every case. In a situation where you, you've been offered a job by the buyer and it's the same job, then you can you can accept that job mm-hmm. and continue working. They inherit your, uh, your service, which is a good thing. They, they inherit the length of service. But certainly in a situation where the job that's being offered is a different job, or maybe you're not offered a job at all, it's a termination. Uh, so a very classic situation is business is sold, uh, em- employees offered a job that's a lesser job, less pay, less hours, maybe a different location. You can treat that as a termination and get your severance even though you've been offered another job. And by the way, even if you are offered the same job with the company that's buying the business, you can still treat that as a termination. You can still get your severance, except it would not be, in that case, your full severance. You'll be less severance than that than the usual amount because of the fact that you have another opportunity to take on a job that, that's the same. But bottom line is a sale of a business is a termination. It entitles you to severance if you wanted to. So if you want to ever discuss that when you're in a situation where the business is sold, call me. Call me before you accept a job with the buyer. Call me before you make any decisions about your future. Let's talk about that because the law again comes in and says you've been terminated. You're out severance. So in that case where it's a business being purchased by another or sold to another company, quite often you're going to see duplication. Too many people in HR now between the two companies, so on and so forth. A bunch of people might be let go. Who's on the hook for the severance? If you're let go as a result of a sale of a business, the company that's selling the business is on the hook for your severance. Now, if you start working for the new company and Mm -hmm. then you're let go, then the new company is on the hook for your severance. Once you've actually started working for the new company, you become their employee, even if you only work there for a day. But once you've worked there, even for a day, and then you're let go, they owe you severance based on your total seniority. On the other hand, if you've never worked for the new company, but as a result of the sale of a business, you lose your job, then the first company, the company selling the business, is the one that's on the hook for your full severance entitlements. Cleared it right up. We're talking about times you've been let go without even realizing your employer won't accommodate a medical restriction or condition. So very common situation, actually. You have a medical issue. Uh, you, you can't do the job the, uh, the same way. You go to your doctor. The doctor says, you need accommodation. You need less hours, modified duties, maybe mm-hmm. to work from home, maybe to carry loads that are not as heavy, whatever. You need that accommodation. 
Remember, the company has a strict legal duty to accommodate. They have to accommodate even if it's difficult. They have to follow what your doctor says, uh, again, even if they don't really want to. They have to. Well, what happens if they don't? Well, not only is that a human rights violation, which is bad enough as it is, that failure to accommodate in and of itself is a termination. The company not accommodating you is almost the same as them saying, we're letting you go. Yeah. Even though they're not saying that. Even though they're saying, no, no, just, just sit at home and when you're 100% healthy, come back. No, it doesn't work that way. They have to accommodate. If they don't, not only could you potentially be owed human rights damages, you could be constructively dismissed and get your severance. Lesson here is very clear for employers and employees. An employer has a very, very strict duty to accommodate medical restrictions. Uh, and an employer can't just say, well, we don't feel like it. It's not fair to the other employees. No, no, it doesn't work that way. You have to accommodate. Plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell 1-888-225-TALK. That number is toll-free. A couple more points in this particular topic, which we carried over from the end of 2018, and that is when uh, being let go from your job and you don't even realize it. Um, another one that's, uh, I guess, last year was uh, really in focus and might continue to be this year as well. You have to deal with workplace harassment or a poisoned work environment. Absolutely. Let's be very clear. Everyone, everyone working, young or old, full-time, part-time, lots of money or not so much money, you have a very basic right, and that is to work in a healthy work environment. You shouldn't be ever put in a position where you're working in a poison work environment, where you're being mistreated, where you're being bullied or harassed. It doesn't have to be sexual harassment. It could be uh, regular harassment when someone is just not treating you properly with respect. That is wrong. And it's not just wrong morally, it's also wrong legally. Okay, well, so what does this mean? If you are, in fact, being harassed or mistreated, if, if you are now in a poisoned work environment, that is a termination. Okay, that is as if the company said, or, or the company breached the employment agreement with you. Because it's such an important term, once you've been mistreated and harassed, if you can show that, you can treat that as a termination and leave with severance. So remember, you have that right. You shouldn't be harassed, mistreated if you are keep a record, have something in writing to help corroborate it, and then let's you and I talk because that could be a termination, again, without you even realizing it. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Get to uh, to Leroy. Hey, Leroy, good evening. How are you? Good. How are you, how are you doing, sir? Good, man. What's uh, what's your concern tonight? So my concern is um, I've been working for this company for like uh, five years, and uh, right now I live far away from work. So I've been trying to get them fire me, but they're not. Was, um, I'm suspecting that um, they don't want to pay me like several, several big severance. Uh, I don't know what to do right now. I don't want to quit. Um, I don't know what's the best option for me. I've, I've tried to do everything that makes me makes them fire me, but uh, it's not happening. So they haven't moved you, Leroy, right? You, you, you've always worked in the same place. Yes, yes. So I, I live okay, so... work right now. I, I, I just want to cut my travel cost. I understand. Well, unfortunately, there's nothing that can be done about that. If they had moved you further away from home, at that point, you can say, well, wait a second, you've changed the terms of my employment. That's a constructive dismissal. But if you've simply decided that this is too difficult for you, you can't make them let you go. Uh, you can't do a really anything because they haven't done anything wrong. You can quit, of course, but then you wouldn't get any severance. This is not a constructive dismissal, Leroy. So there's really nothing from a legal standpoint that you can okay. do to make the company let you go in that situation. Yeah, that's, that's what I was trying to avoid. Like, uh, I know if I quit, I'll get less severance. 
but if they fire me, I know they. You won't get any. Really? No. Yeah, no? you won't get any severance in that situation. No. Uh, all right. If okay. You pitch, you don't you. get severance in that situation. No. Thanks, Leroy. Thanks, Leroy. Uh, Leroy, appreciate that. We'll move on to uh, to Gina. Hey, Gina. Good evening. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's your concern? Um, I've been working um, out of practice since 1997. Mm. Um, it was sold in 2016 to a, another doctor who decided to keep me on as a bookkeeper, and I work from home. I have remote connection to all of my offices. Um, the beginning of November, my remote connection was cut off. So I was going on holiday, and um, the employer said that they would have it up and running uh, when I returned. I returned the end of the month, and uh, it was still down. So I said, do you think it'll be up for me to do month end? I do the bookkeeping. And they said, uh, yeah, well, we're working on it. So. Uh, it didn't come up, of course, and I can't get my work done because I can't connect to see the, what's going on day to day. Mm-hmm. And um, then I just got a series of aggressive calls, like whether you can connect or not. We still expect reports done on time. And I'm like, okay, I would love nothing more because I'm falling behind, but I can't see anything. And so they opened on a Sunday, so I went into the office to work. And it was not well received at all. And I said, you know, I'm not sure what's going on because you've cut my connection, so I can't work from home, and you don't want me in the office. So they said, well, if you come in the office, you come in with our permission, our approval. This is our office. It was like a really over-the-top moment. And, um, and then they said, you know, we'll get it up and running. It's still not up and running. Um, I, I'm just, I'm not effective. I can't do my work here. I can't do my work there. I can't do my work. <laughs> Doctors, eh? So, and then, yeah. wow. you know, we ran into a situation at the end of the month. Um, I had booked appointments for my son and I six months in advance. And we'd gone into the office and we didn't have any insurance coverage. But my agreement has been as long as I've worked there that I have free treatment. And um, they just went crazy. <laughs> They just went crazy and and created a bill. I said, I'm, I'm not paying this. Now, are you otherwise, Gina, still still getting paid? I am currently on a salary. Okay. And you're still receiving it even though you're not able to work? I am going in and picking up literally whatever paperwork, but I'm barely stepping in the door. The problem is now they're not even preparing my paperwork. Um, I'm, I don't work in this fashion. I, I work for my money. I'm not, you know, at this right. point, I don't know what to do. I'm just ready to walk away and like well, hand everything back and walk away. So, so there's two options I'm going to give you. Okay? okay. Option number one is, is if you want to get this fixed, if you think you can continue working there, let me send them a quick letter. Okay. A quick letter from me. You'll see how quickly they get their button gear and fix this prompts to allow you to continue working. Okay, I, I I can almost guarantee that because what they're doing is illegal. They can't change your your job this way or essentially prevent you from working. Now that's if you wanna if you think you you can kind of fix this issue moving forward and continue working there productively. If you think no, I can't work there anymore. That you know this is just too much now. 
Well, then you're arguably right now in a position to treat this as a constructive dismissal. So I can help you essentially get out of there with compensation. And after I would like plus, to do that because they have shown yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of aggression in our last two phone I would calls. expect so. I'm not surprised to hear you say that. And I think you've been there for 97, 21, 22 years. I mean, you could easily be looking at 18 months pay here, maybe even more. So I, I want to talk to you, uh, you know, as soon as possible. John here is going to give you the number, but you, you're in a constructive dismissal situation Clearly, this is not a complicated situation at all from a legal standpoint. So let's you and I connect. Let me help you get out of there and get your severance. Okay, that would be great. Appreciate that, Gina. Here is that number, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 Write it down, use it, call Lior. Uh, tomorrow would be, a, would be a good plan. Barbara, good evening. How are you? Good evening. How are you? Happy New Excellent. Year. Excellent. Happy New Year to you. What's uh, what's your concern tonight? Well, I'm calling on behalf of my dad. Uh, he is going to be 63 in February. Before Christmas, uh, he received a temporary layoff till February. Now, he doesn't know what to do. He's been with the company for, if not 20 plus years. And he doesn't know where he stands till February. Now, if he waits till February, like he. You know, they told him they're going to send his record of employment and everything so he could apply for unemployment temporary. But what should he just wait? And, uh, you know, I mean, 63, what are the chances of him, you know, finding another employment? He is a tool and die maker. There is not much demand for a 63-year-old. Barbara, do you know if he's been laid off temporarily before with this company? No, never. It's been always full-time. Uh, they've paid uh, for his overtime every Perfect. single time. So it's been a pretty good company. Uh, they're expanding constantly from what you know he's been telling us. Uh, and then, you know, this came out of nowhere. So, Barbara, I was chatting about this right uh, earlier on the show today, and that is that a temporary layoff is, in fact, a termination. And that's so they why don't I'm calling, because have... I was listening yeah. to that. They don't have a right to lay him off temporarily, but when I say they don't have a right, it means he has a choice. And his choice is he can accept this, and hopefully they call him back in February. If that's what he wants, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Or he can treat his employment right now as being terminated and get his severance, which for him could be as much as two years of pay. Now, yeah. if he goes back, here's the problem, uh, Barbara. If he decides, no, no, I'll go back in February, assuming they call him back, mm-hmm. then by going back, he's given them the right to do it again. And then mm-hmm. three months later, when they decide to lay him off again, at that point, he has no choice. And then he could find himself in a situation where he works for a few months, gets laid off for a few months, and on and on mm-hmm. we go. And that's mm-hmm. not a way to work, right? Yeah, because so, it was him and another gentleman, his co-worker, uh, who's been there for 23 years, basically mm-hmm. almost the same age uh, as he is. But I'm just well, concerned, like, you know, retire- he's retiring soon. Now, what is he going to do for additional two more years before he retires? Well, again, ultimately, he, he, the choice is to, to accept the situation, give him the right to do it again, or leave with severance, which could, which could be as much as two years' pay. He has to decide what's best for him, but I okay. would want to decide that very quickly because if he, if he decides that after they call him back, it's the, at that point, it's too late. So he has the okay. right to treat that as a constructive dismissal right now for, for him and for anyone else listening. That temporary layoff is a termination. It's not legal. He's never been laid off before, so they don't have a right to do it. And my advice would be not to allow them to do it because then they'll do it again and again. So have them treat that as a termination. Have them reach out to me. 
and let me help him get that severance. Barbara, appreciate your time and your call. Nicely done. one 821 5900 is the number to get a hold of Lior and his team. Kevin, thank you for waiting. Good evening. How are you? Hi, it's uh, Kevin calling. Yeah, I actually had a question for, uh, I work at a large aerospace company in our area, and they've uh, changed the uh, title of our supervisors to line managers, and they don't pay them overtime. Now, I'm an I'm a hourly employee, so I'm covered by the contract, but is that legal for them to do that? So are they actual supervisors? Do they actually have supervisory responsibilities? Yeah, yeah they, they have supervisory responsibilities, and, and but they call them line managers now rather than supervisors, but they, they don't get paid overtime. Mm-hmm. So it, in the past, they were paid overtime, but they are not paid overtime. Ah, I see what you're saying. Okay, so yeah. generally speaking, a manager, someone that has managerial responsibilities is exempt from overtime. But here's the thing. If they were getting overtime, they don't have a right to take it away. So it's one thing if they never got it to begin with, fine. But if they got it and now they can't take it away, the fact that they took it away may in itself be a constructive dismissal. Maybe something okay. that they're not allowed to do. So I would okay. have them give me a call because if they allow this to happen, to continue, they continue working without getting overtime, at some point they're going to be considered to have accepted this new reality. So they okay. need to do something about that very, very quickly because the company doesn't have a right to make that change. Right. Okay, well, that's good. I'll, I'll pass that information along and then see if they want to give you a shout to discuss it. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate that, Kevin. Let me uh, slide Tom in here. Tom, you got about uh, a minute. Go ahead. No problem. It's a quick one. Um, I'm a small business owner. I have a couple of small companies, and we're considering moving, consolidating and moving the companies uh, to a different location, actually a different town. We're in the east end of Toronto now, and we're thinking about moving it up north. My question is, no one's going to lose their job. We're going to offer everybody to keep their jobs. But is that considered a constructive dismissal if I'm moving them, say, from Scarborough to Aurora? Yeah, for many people that could be. Listen, for those people that already, let's say, live north of Toronto, for them it may be closer, so it wouldn't be a constructive dismissal. But for those people that this is going to be a significant impact on them, where it's going to increase their commute significantly, that may well be a constructive dismissal, and you may be owing them severance. The best way around that is to give as much advance notice of this change as possible. So if you know you're going to do that, you know, Try to zero in on when that's going to happen. Give advance notice by doing that, by giving advance notice in writing. You're going to significantly reduce your liability. You may want to talk to me off here about how to do that properly. Appreciate your call, Tom, and that'll do it for the uh, the evening. Another fantastic show back here in the weekend shows, and of course Monday night as well. To reach out anytime, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com and find out how much your severance should be before you sign anything. Severancepaycalculator.com, and of course Employment Hour and Thirty happens on Global TV and CTV on your weekend mornings as well. Stick around on point with Alex Pearson returns right here on Global News Radio six forty Toronto.